You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hello, welcome back to the very last episode of He Shoots, He Draws for 2021, the uneventful year that followed the previous uneventful year of 2020. <laughs> so, it's so it's with so much, so much to reflect on of of being out and out, out and about and everywhere. Um, today, today it's as you can hear him laughing in the background. It's myself and Alan. Uh, we're just really going to have a kind of. Well, this time last year, we actually released our roundup of 2020. So we thought, well, it's got to become a thing now. So uh, so Alan and I are going to sift throughout memory and trying to find some some cool stuff that uh, that happened in 2021. But before we do, what have you been up to this week, Al? Uh, uh, nothing. Good Christmas? <laughs> no, it's, it's, been a, it's been a fantastically relaxing week, actually. Uh, um, I, I've got some work to do in, in the last few hours of this year and some clients that need some things done, but everyone else really just got pushed through to uh, 2022. Um, I've taken it easy. This is the first time I've been sitting in my office this week, which is an odd kind of an odd feeling dust the cobwebs off um been watching some uh some netflix <laughs> watching a lot of netflix uh been doing some reading um it's been it's been a very nice actual trying to take a vacation from work when work has been so sporadic this year um yeah i know what you mean i i mean i chose to work um for the, for those not in england uh, obviously we get christmas day boxing day boxing day it's a whole. Just Google it. Just Google what is what is boxing day. Yeah, it's um, it's got nothing to do with a sport. It's a very old, ancient thing to do with poor people. Used to get a box with tips at Christmas from their from their bosses or whatever. But um, so we get like a rollover. So we get Monday and Tuesday off as well. So if 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 a, a bank holiday falls at a weekend, we get a rollover. So I chose to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as we're recording on the Thursday between Christmas and the New Year. Um, so I chose to work those three days because I want to keep my vacation days for next year because I'm hoping, fingers crossed, to travel back out to the US in April. Um, I say that very tentatively because <laughs> we, we can barely plan a week ahead at the moment. Right. But uh, so yeah, I've been working, but I kept out the I kept out the room. The first thing I did yesterday was um, I was just saying to Alan off air. I actually uh, help another podcast called Paper and Staples, uh, which is specifically about field notes notebooks, which Alan knows I'm a big fan of. It's um, an addiction, isn't it? <laughs> it's an addiction. Yeah, it's a pro- addiction. I think the word you're looking for is a problem. <laughs> but. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I help out with this other podcast. So I recorded yesterday. So that was like the first time I, I kind of did anything personal, even though I was was working. But yeah, it was just nice to take some downtime over Christmas. And I've been watching a few bits and pieces on on Netflix. I actually did go to the cinema twice. Uh, no, I went to the cinema three since the last pod, proper podcast. I think I've been to the cinema three times. I went to see ghostbusters afterlife which i really enjoyed i'm looking forward to that uh, yeah that was very good really is a really nice in the last third of the film that if you're a ghostbusters fan you're gonna love the last third of the film definitely there's a really nice bit at the end um 
and I've been to see Spider-Man No Way Home twice now. Once in 3D IMAX and once in regular IMAX. Um, I came out of it the first time to, and took my, my youngest son and I said, and bear in mind, like my favourite film is like Shawshank Redemption is up there. Um, I really love Gladiator. And then I've got some like comedy favourites. I came out and said, that is by far my favourite film I've ever I've ever seen. But that's purely comes from a place of a love of Spider-Man. Growing up that Spider-Man's always been my favourite superhero. So this film like ticked every box that I wanted it to. It made me emotional. I said I came out and said I was emotionally knackered from that because just the just the way the story weaves, but I'm not gonna talk about it because Alan hasn't seen it. And I would have um, to come to yeah. <laughs> no spoilers yeah, you'd have on to the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so this is like our, our sort of first proper proper thing back. So what we're going to do today is um, we're not going to go on for for a super long time because you, you know you, you've all got things to do. But we do appreciate the fact that you do listen, you do still comment on social media and and uh, retweet and everything. So we were going to go through kind of the highlights of the podcast first for for twenty twenty one because I was looking through the list. Uh, pre-recording and I kind of forgot some of the people we'd had in 2021 because I think it's been our quietest year of podcasting what with work coming back work going away work coming back I changed you know obviously was um first half of the year was working in the best job I've ever had and then halfway through the year rug got pulled and I was suddenly not working for the best job I've ever had so uh, I, I did get re-employed elsewhere, but um, yeah, it was like a, a year of two halves in terms of work. So uh, subsequently, we've not been able to podcast as much as we would have liked, but I think, like we were saying off air as well, life in general has taken a bit of a hit on the reset button. And Well, there were those couple of weeks in the summertime where it seemed like everything was like numbers were down, infections were down, COVID seems to be getting beat, people were getting vaccinated, concerts were back, and then... Um, someone said uh, Omicron and <laughs> everything else, you know, everything came to a grinding halt again. So, well, no, it was Delta. Was it, De- was it Delta came? Well, Delta, Delta came, came first. first didn't it? Yeah. Was like, we, even here, people, even with Delta, people were like, okay, you know, it's, it's okay. And, and things were like starting to come back. I did in the middle of summer, there was a week I shot five concerts in six days. We had shows, big yeah. shows. I, I photographed Kiss. I photographed, and like, there were some big concerts going along. We all wore masks. We all got along. Everyone had to show their vax cards. And now, as we're sitting here a couple of days from New Year's Eve, just about every message and email I get is another cancellation of an event um, that's now being pushed out till February, March, and April of 2022. So, yeah. we seemed like we started out really well, then we got really busy. And now we're just kind of scratching our heads again, looking around going, oh, man, you know, are we are we back? So um, we have we've bought new masks. <laughs> we have we have some extra masks. We're staying home. Our New Year's Eve plans are to not do much. Uh, Christmas plans were to not do much. We're trying to stay healthy and hopefully we can get a handle on this. And next year will be better than these last two years jesus these last two years Hopefully, yeah i mean like it seems like yeah there are times where the where 2020 and 2021 kind of have this weird blending effect where it was like was that this year or was this that year last or last year? year yeah i know 
and and the thing that's good for the podcast um, is obviously we hit that spurt from the summer, and the summer only seemed like yesterday. Right. Um, but yeah, that last six months has kind of d- just dissolved. I don't know where it went, but it was. It's good that no, I'm not, I'm going to rephrase that. It's not good. None of it's good. But the benefit for the podcast is that it's easier to get guests because <laughs> because no one yeah yeah we got you know 2021 2020 we got some great guests and we were able to sit down with them because they weren't going anywhere like joe mcnally you know was homebound wasn't traveling obviously he did go to the olympics in the end but when we got him um and i was looking back through the list and thinking well yeah you know 2022 we want to get back on it we want to do more episodes we actually did uh, the lowest amount it was 16 episodes in 2021 um yeah. that was more to do with the gaps towards the i'd say the last quarter of the year right. from august we slowed right down because we did have stuff on we had work i just started a new job your work was coming back um but it was quite nice having a break a little break as well so it gave us a chance to sort of think about what we've done with the podcast what we want to do with the podcast and and thinking about guests for next year and we've both got you know a list each that we want oh, to yeah. get on well, I, so think, I think what people people who listen understand people who are who are new and maybe this is the first episode and you're listening by mistake um is that I, i'm <laughs> living in i'm in san diego dave's in england so there's an eight hour time difference so not only do we have to get the guests somewhere along the way, we have to get our schedules meshed up where we can actually record. And that, that seemed to take a big hit in the second part of the year. Um, just because we set, I suddenly got very busy again because everyone was very excited, like, Oh, let's go do stuff. So, uh, it would be nice if we did stuff, but it also wasn't quite at the frantic pace that, that seemed to happen right after the summer. Um, and we had yeah, we had and... some issues. We had we have a podcast guest that we tried to record last year, but the timing and the days and it just it just was like, oh my god, we need to get this done, but we just couldn't. So I'm not even yeah. going to say who it is, but he's on the list for 2022, <laughs> and um, by then he might have another book out. So you never know which one we'll talk about. <laughs> True, but uh, yeah. So but no, we. I was going to say, just looking back at the list, we, we, I've obviously made a list, and you don't have nope. availability, so I'm going to kind of do a little test on you. <laughs> who was that? So, Alan, for five oh, points, geez. who was our first guest of 2021? I can barely remember November of 2021. I will, I will give you a clue. It is someone in your in in, in your wheelhouse in your industry did okay let's see so that's um there's a couple we've had on the thing was that adam amakias was he was he it was it was yeah um yeah that was early that seems like yeah that seems like forever ago and that was that was january 27th of january last year adam was our first guest of the year okay and uh um we obviously we had um, I mean, I'll go. I'll go through them. We can go back and talk about some of them. But we had um, we had Adam, Kara Plinkinich, Scott Deusa, Clardy, Tony Harmer, Victoria Bampton, the Lightroom Queen. Yeah. Which that seems like two years ago. <laughs> Forever. Um, we had Brian O'Neill Hughes, oh, uh, Donald Page, Brad Moore, 
Joe McNally, Scott Fuller, some guy uh, newbie came along, Glyn, yeah. Glyn Lewis, Glyn Dew- Dewis or something. Never heard of him. Uh, we had the guy from Logo Package Express, Michael Bruni Groth. Uh, then you and I. Um, and that was it. Wow. There was a couple of David Allen episodes. But yeah, that was our that was our guest list for that year. So, I mean, it was great having Adam on because obviously between Adam, Scott, Brad and Donald Page, they were kind of photographers that you'd worked heavily yeah. with. So it was good I mean, having we, them We had on. Donald Page on between... NFL seasons, and I remember discussing, you know, this, the NFL season that we're right now. We've got one week left to go in the in this current NFL season. So it's, um, oh, I forgot we spoke to him <laughs> between the seasons. <laughs> it just seems like it's been a very long. There were times where it seems like it's been a very long year, and there's other times where it's 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 gone by. It's gone by crazy fast. And the really interesting about that list is there's a couple of people I. I want to have back um, because there's been some giant changes. I mean, uh, Lightroom, for instance, and Adobe Camera Raw for those for the geeks have added masking and some other very cool new things. And uh, if you didn't think it was a tool that you could use in the past because it wasn't powerful enough or it didn't do what you wanted to do, Lightroom is has uh, Lightroom has been really there's been some really nice upgrades to it. So. I think yeah. we need to make a mental note and get the Lightroom Queen. Um, yeah, back on. Back on, because uh, no matter how much I think I know about Lightroom and I use it all the time, <laughs> she always <laughs> posts stuff that I'm like, "Oh, I can do that." <laughs> like, yeah, um, and and what was lovely about Victoria? So um, that was I should have written the episode numbers down, but if you go if you go to He Shoots He Jewels podcast um, on any of the apps, you'll find it. I'm going to guess around 146, 147, 148, 145, about 151, 152, somewhere, somewhere around there. Um, I, I'd known Victoria since around t- about 2008 um, through an old NAP forum, uh, the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, yeah. which is how me and Alan met. Um, yeah, and, and Victoria was in this forum, and we, we kind of I chatted with her, and we talk about it on the episode. And it wasn't until 2021 that we actually physically even spoke to each other. And we're, you know, we're in the same country and it's weird because, you know, England is so tiny compared to America. And yet as tiny as it is, it's still relative. We, you know, I've said before, if we if I drive anywhere more than two hours, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing a same day trip. <laughs> Whereas like, I know some American people are like, oh, yeah, it's a 14 hour drive to go and see my aunt. I'm like. I can fly to New York and back right. in 14 hours. Yep. So, um, yeah, so it was the first time we spoke to Victoria, which was really lovely. So, yeah, I would definitely love to get her back on. But, I mean, everybody in that list has, one way or another, had, like, huge changes in yeah. 2021. We could go back and re-interview all of them because they've they've all experienced something to do with uh, how the pandemic's affected their work life. Um I mean, even you know, look, looking at Adobe stuff, two Adobe Maxes online. Um, I saw they've just, Jay, they've just, interestingly, for those of you who may not have seen it, they've just rebadged Spark. So Spark Post has gone away and it's now called Creative Cloud Express. And it's it looks like they're taking on Canva. 
I think Canva's taken such a stronghold in the what I call the in-betweener market where you've kind of got people who have no clue about how to make anything for social media for for their bit like there's always people that are going to go into business with absolutely zero planning and zero budget and me and that frustrates (laughs) me sometimes (laughs) but you kind of know what you want to do but there are some people who like see someone selling cupcakes or doing you know i do nails um i need to start my own business and then then they're scouting around ringing all their oh alan's got a camera he must know how to do design you know they put these this weird connection together and suddenly you're getting a phone call saying oh i need a way I need a website, I need social media graphics. I don't know how to do it and I haven't got any budget. And that's that's where I'm like, you're not ready to go into business. But I now point those people to Canva. I'm like, I haven't got time to do this, nor can I like commit that amount of time for the very small budget or, or no budget you've got. Go to Canva, learn Canva. Because there's, it's full of templates that are already made and graphics and you just put in your text and you can put in your logo and you can create all these wonderful things. And and since the first time I ever looked at it, to what it does now, I think you can even build a website on Canva. Wow. But it, it, it even does like email templates and, and all sorts. So I generally send people there. Well, this new Creative Cloud Express looks like it's going to go down a similar path that look if you've got an adobe account or get an adobe account you can have access to all these templates for social media and for other bits and pieces and and there's like little leaflet templates in there so that for me is like a huge shift in the adobe world because they are they are trying to still make everything available to everybody and i know there's you know if you're listening and you don't like adobe it's absolutely fine for you to not like adobe it's absolutely fine for you to hate subscriptions in the same way people don't like vaccinations you know you, you're entitled to your own opinion and you go right. about your own business yeah, i got a, I got a friend me. who the other day posted that um his he's using a new computer so the chipset isn't supporting his old cs6 or whatever or, or, or whatever you know like this old version of illustrator and photoshop that he had that he paid for you know, decades ago, and now he has to upgrade and go on to the Adobe subscription model. And I heard the same, you know, and I was, I thought I'm going to answer this, and I just let it, ignored it. And a day later, um, he said, <laughs> it was like, man, they have improved Illustrator so much. I don't think I can ever go back to, you know, to doing anything. I'm like, well, that's the point. You know, there are changes that have come since CS whatever and in all yeah. the programs and, and, you're not paying that much over the long term, and if you're using it, it's worth it. And he literally looked at this stuff, and he and I didn't, I never, still never get, in the, didn't get in the conversation. But he was like, just the changes they've made to Illustrator have made my work so much easier, and and I don't think I can ever go back from this new model. Yeah. And I'm like, if that's you know, it's fine. It works for me. So I'm I I use Adobe Photoshop and Lightroom on a nearly daily basis when i'm when i'm working yeah. and i'm not going away i mean not them, so not even to make this episode about this particular subject but i'm going to say a couple of things that are going to possibly help some people rather than annoy them so i you know i make a living i have made a living as has alan for the past 20 years yeah. uh, 20 years solid i have made a good living off the back of of using adobe products 
you know, from when they were off the shelf to now subscription, they serve me well. I've actually improved my skill set. I've learned because I've got the cloud, I've learned, you know, I'm editing the podcast in Audition and Premiere Pro. I'm going to be learning After Effects. I've improved, you know, my, my improved skill set of, of Illustrator, right. Photoshop and InDesign is better. I'm keeping up. I'm keeping up with the industry as well. Well, that's, that's um, a very important part right there. People sometimes forget if you actually want to earn a living in this industry and not work for yourself, you actually want to go work for an agency or do work with people, you need to know photoshop yeah <laughs> you mean like like that's you know that's what they want that's they're going to send you yeah. psd files they're going to expect them to be edited and sent back and yeah that kind of thing so you don't really have a choice in the long run now you know most people think well at that point they'll pay for it yes but you need to know it before you get the job that's kind of the yeah you need to budget for it and like i've said before if you if you go to formula one or nascar okay and you go into the pits and you go into the you know the particular area for you know like mercedes in formula one or or i don't know the ones in nascar but an american brand you go in you go in the garage or garage their tools that they use are the top end tools like every wrench every spanner every every tool they use is the top end tool it's like the industry standard tool because their living is motor racing they need to have the best tools to get the job done quickly now, if you just go out into your backyard and you've got this, you know, 1976 Ford Cortina, <laughs> like, you, uh, you, you're going to get your box of spanners your granddad left you, and you're going to tinker with the engine. You don't need to go and buy all those high-end tools. Right. Now, in the same way, you know, there are photographers that maybe just want to start, but go and spend 10 grand on a, you know, the biggest, most expensive camera because they think it's going to make them a better photographer. It's not. Learn the skill, then buy the equipment. <laughs> But, you know, if you've got the budget, if you can afford it and you're a hobbyist and you want the best tools, that, like the industry's tools and keep up with everyone, you're going to go down that route. Now, just to put it into perspective, because I saw a comedian talk about this the other day, don't hate on subscriptions um, because you're kind of barking into the wrong argument because it's either you hate subscriptions or you hate Adobe. <laughs> if you hate Adobe for subscriptions, just remember this, right? On a Friday, in fact, no, on a Thursday, I used to have to go and get in my car and drive to a shop and go in that shop and have my fingers crossed that the film I wanted to watch that weekend had a box on the shelf that had a video cassette assigned to it. And when a new film came out, say Ghostbusters 1 or or Rocky... um, I'd have to go to a shelf, look for it, take it to the counter, but pay for like a two or three day rental because I wanted to watch it at the weekend, then drive back home, you know, put it in, make sure it was rewound, watch it, <laughs> rewind the tape, right. drive back to the shop, hand it over and give it back, okay? That's how we used to watch films. Mm-hmm. Now we've got Netflix. Right. Which is a subscription. And Hulu and HBO Plus and, and yeah, Prime. And... and Prime and Apple Music and Spotify and all the others. They are all subscriptions. So you can't hate on the subscription of Adobe because they are all subscriptions. You don't own those films or that music. But think how much easier it is now to watch a film. 
you can just stream it it's there you don't have to do what i used to do so the, on the subscription side you pay the subscription means you've always got it it's always updated all the new films there all the new music's there everything you want that you enjoy is there which is what adobe creative cloud gives you if you're creative making money now if you love using it but don't make money and can't afford the 50 60 pounds you probably don't know these things right one you can get the photoshop and lightroom package bundle i still think for about ten dollars a month yeah it's somewhere in there if you yeah if you can't afford ten dollars a month as a hobbyist which is less than what you're paying netflix amazon prime and all those other things right you get the most up-to-date versions of the industry leading photography software okay for ten dollars a month and if you want to stop paying you can stop paying it's fine but like any subscription stop paying for netflix go and try and watch the movies you can't you cut off the subscription it's gone your files aren't deleted you can still open them you can go back in now what some people don't realize is a couple of things one you can buy photoshop elements off the shelf from amazon which is probably more powerful than photoshop cs6 i would guess <laughs> you can buy photoshop i think it's final um prem the video one uh premiere pro you can buy adobe premiere pro elements again it's around about 80 to 100 dollars to buy to own it and obviously when it gets upgraded next year you have to go and buy it again or, or right. pay for the upgrade price like the olden days but you can buy it for you can buy Photoshop Elements, uh, which will, which is upgraded each year. You can buy that for probably the same price as, as having Photoshop and Lightroom for a year, bar say twenty dollars. So you know, if you want to own it, buy Photoshop buy Photoshop Elements. You can buy Premiere Pro. You can buy Affinity if you want. You can buy um, there's a cup there's a couple of things online you can use. You can also buy the in the buy the adobe apps on subscription individually so right. if you only wanted indesign i think you can get indesign for 20 dollars a month um or illustrator 20 dollars a month so there are options for you um but like you can't moan that you want the top end industry leading software right but can't just you know don't, don't say you want it but you're not prepared to pay for it because most people pirated it anyway so it's a case of set your, set your expectations. What do you want to use and how often are you going to use it and what can you afford, all right? Because every time I see people type and they start, and like eight years on, they're still yeah, it's... moaning about the whole subscription thing. It's, t- it's tiresome. It, it, it is it is like listening to anti-vaxxers. Sorry, I've just lost <laughs> 50% of our audience. But it's like, we get it. You don't agree with it. Go about your business. Believe in your own opinion. You know, it sounds very harsh. I apologise. But but it really kind of frustrates me when, when like, anybody moans about camera equipment being too expensive. Right. There's expensive and affordable. So I'll leave it there. But I just think, you know, try try to be less hateful about the situation and kind of understand where you... like draw a line where are you along that path between absolute beginner and absolute pro and you know where's your budget speaking of of gear because there's there's some interesting things that have happened right now towards the end of the year on camera gear um yeah one of the first ones is that i read this i read this the other day uh canon has 
basically said that they are no longer making pro-end DSLRs. That Canon is now going to pro-end cameras are going to be mirrorless. There's going to be no more. Um, oh wow! Yeah. So uh, and Nikon has finally released announced um, their new top end mirrorless, which is the Z9. Uh, I know it's making it into the hands of <laughs> of their. Um, uh, you know, Joe's and, had one. Yeah, I saw that. Joe, Joe's got his. Todd Owens got his. Like they're starting to. I think Wolf, um, Wolf camera, uh, Moose got got one. You know, like they're starting to make their the production models are starting to make their way into hands of actual photographers, and making me incredibly um, <laughs> jealous. Uh, you know, it's not <laughs> something that I'm planning on getting because right now there's very little work, so there's no point in in upgrading a camera. But it's the first. Um, Pro end, like top end uh, mirrorless camera that I'm actually seriously uh, wanting to get for what I do. Um, and again, I'll 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 be waiting because I want to see some real life images from some you know non setup places. Yeah. But it's an interesting switch in the camera industry that Canon has said we're not doing high end DSLRs anymore, and uh, I'm I would pretty much bet money on it that Nikon's not going to do another high-end DSLR as well. I think it's going to go mirrorless. It'll it'll be built off of this. And that is going to um, it is going to change the landscape one more time. I've always been under the the way I always worked was I kept a camera until it couldn't do what I wanted it to do. Like I would see something yeah. that someone else had taken or I'd had an idea and the gear that I had just wasn't keeping up with it. It might be the silent mode. It might be the, the um, how many frames per second. It might be the focusing. It might, you know, there's a variety of things, but I have, I've always kind of, I'll just hold off until it actually, until I need to upgrade. I'm, I'm very happy with my D850 and probably will be for quite a while until I start seeing some of those other images come out and I'm like, oh, I, I want to shoot completely silently where no one knows that I'm, you know, where I am. Do you think the industry, uh, as, a, as the non-photographer, because I, I always think of like two people turn up for an interview um, for a design job and they sit down and one says, you know, to, to person A, what's your experience with like retouching? And they go, oh, uh, yeah, it's all right, I've been, I, I use GIMP. And then the next person comes in and goes, I use Adobe Photoshop. So we're looking at both, you know one's kind of considered professional and one's not. With regards to cameras, like if you rocked up at a wedding with a small mirrorless camera, I think people would be expecting to see, you know, a great big camera over your shoulder, like a backbreaker yeah. with a massive lens on it. Do you, how long do you think it will be for the shift for for the recipients to see photographers turning up with these smaller cameras and, and still feeling like they've got a professional turn up? I, I don't think that's going to happen because the professional level DSLRs, and maybe not Sony, but I don't I haven't photographed a Sony camera in a while, but the body size and shape and, and of the Z9. It looks like a, a Pro-End D5 or 6. It, you know, it's a big camera with a built-in motor drive. Right, okay. It, yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell. If it was hanging over my shoulder next to my D850 with a motor drive, you wouldn't be able to tell which is which just at a glance. They both look like big, um, you know, Pro-End cameras. Uh, yeah. I, I think... Um, 
I think it's more important that people understand how their cameras actually work <laughs> than they do, <laughs> you know, on, on which camera it is. I, I've seen way too many people in way too many situations where it's like you don't really understand the basics. Um, you know, yeah. you're not really sure what you're doing because you're, you're hoping the camera's going to do it for you. And no matter how many bells and whistles and stuff they put on it, photography hasn't really changed since it originated it's light being captured inside of a box i mean that's yeah that's really and sad. the dslrs aren't going to go away i mean those oh, no, like no. we said if if you've invested in a if, if you've invested in those higher end cameras because okay. you are a semi-pro to pro like, when i say semi-pro to pro i always mean do you earn a living like do you earn a decent or, amount or of money like min- minimum and have you yeah know, like, this is your this is your passion i there's a lot of people like that i i don't think they're going away um I also know that, like the, on the Nikon system, um, it uses a different mount, but there's an adapter. And I've used the the mirrorless system. They sent me one to play with for a while last year when they came, or two years ago now when they came out. Um, it was great. Um, it had an adapter that was perfect. I can take all the glass I have and put it on the new camera with a hundred and fifty dollar adapter from Nikon, and everything looks the same. Now the new lenses are great. But if you think I'm going to trade in my 400 millimeter 2.8 lens to buy a new one just because of a new mount, that's not happening. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep this stuff. I'm in my 50s. I don't plan on reinventing the wheel at this point. But I am no, starting yeah. to realize that my next camera will be a mirrorless camera because that is the way it's going. And there's certain things that I would love to be able to do, like actual silent shooting. Like completely yeah. silent shooting. I've shot um, some acts where I wasn't really allowed to shoot while they were performing because it was a um, quiet piano or a solo singing or you know something in the, in the opera range. I, you, you don't, yeah. you can't just sit in the middle of that and going then... clicking. Yeah, <laughs> the clicking is crazy. So to be able to shoot where there's no mirror in the camera at all, there's no actual mechanical shutter in the in the Nikon one. So it is completely. From what I've heard, I have not got my hands on one yet, and when I do, you'll have a review here, but from what I've read and heard, it's completely silent, um, and you can actually have the clicker sound, and you can have it through the... If you want. Through, if you want, and you can have it through the headphone jack, so you can literally listen and click. Now, I like the sound. I like to know when I'm taking that picture, so it, it's reassuring. Um, if I was silently shooting, I'd probably end up with three million images of the first thing and i'd be like why is my memory card full <laughs> you know of the is this, of the, of the empty is stage. this like is this like the tesla of cameras yeah is it like that kind of advanced <laughs> stage it's now super silent it's like super silent there's no blackout a game the, changer. yeah and there's no blackout when the picture's taken so when you're looking through the viewfinder and you actually take the picture on a DSLR, there's that camera, the mirror slaps up, so you actually have a moment where it's black, and then it, you can see again. Um, that's gone. So you don't actually know the picture's been recorded other than the camera tells you the picture's been recorded. You don't right. have a visual or an auditory um, you know, uh, cue. <clears throat> so that's going to be a little odd, and I think they put it back. In the same way they added a, a, a loudspeaker to electric cars, <laughs> so that when they're driving up behind you, you can, <laughs> you know... Vroom, vroom, it makes it sound like a, an engine. You can figure out that your camera's actually working. So that'll be, that'll be curious. And I know those cameras started shipping in December. I know Nikon has said that if you place an order through NPS and through Nikon Professional Services, chances are you're having your camera by the end of January. Um, 
2022. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens around then. I'm really curious to see when this thing is out in the wild and um, being used by normal people. Than yeah. not the Cliff Mountainers or the Joe McNallys of the world, but you know the the regular people who people who just like shooting. It's funny yeah. when you said about the noise. It's like we get so used to things being the way they are. Uh, somebody had said that the show that you and McGregor does when he when he goes up and down across and and around somebody. There's a, there's a travel show. You and McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman, I think it is. Uh, it's like long way up, uh, long way down. And on this last one, they, they both had, I think, Harley Davidsons, but they were electric. Yeah. So it was like the first electric motorbikes. So they had a thing built in where they could hear the sound of a motorbike to make them feel like they're on a motorbike. And then it made me think about when you see kind of two boy races at the traffic lights, you know, and they're big four by four trucks and they're like, rum, 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 both looking at each other. Like, just imagine two Teslas. Just, <laughs> just like total silence, just looking at each other like, my battery's got more charge than yours, so let's... <laughs> I've got insane turbo mode, so let's go for it. But yeah, that thing of kind of moving on in technology terms with cameras is how much of a change do you think it will be from somebody who's used a DSLR for years switching? Will it be much of a change for them? I, I don't do think, think so. I mean, I think, I think normal quick? shooting is going to be fine. Like I said, I think the silent mode without getting any feedback is going to be a little disconcerting especially when you have a camera that can shoot and and i might not be 100 percent correct here because i don't have the specs in front of me but i think the nikon z9 shoots 20 frames a second at full raw and then can shoot up to like 120 or like 120 frames at like a smaller jpeg so you can really capture uh you can really capture quite a bit that's going to be way faster than, you know, your your DSLR. Um, the other side of it, though, is I don't think at f- nearly six grand, that camera is going to appeal to a lot of, uh, you know, um, hobbyists and and the, or people who are starting out. This thing is going to be probably in professionals or people who want the best. And at that point, that, I don't think it's going to be a big changeover. What I've heard universally from all the um from all the people i follow or or know that have had one is that this thing is lightning fast and opens up some creative doors that aren't there before especially in the focus tracking um area which is really kind of appealing so i'm i'm interested to see it uh yeah on the other side of it i someone today asked for recommendations for you know regular camera at a lower price and i'm like Go on a Nikon refurbished, buy directly from Nikon. You can get a Nikon D750 for under $1,300, which is crazy. It's a, it's a fantastic, I still use it. It's still my, my other body that I still use. So if people, you know, they're like, no, I'm good with the stuff I have and I've got a bunch of lenses. There's some, there's still some great cameras out there that'll do everything you want. I mean, yeah, well, I've still got my D300S yeah. that I bought. I mean, it doesn't shoot way, 8K way video, but I mean, you know, there's... No, no. <laughs> I think it does do a bit of video, yeah. but I remember buying it. I remember buying it at the time because someone... Because, this is what you like. Because someone said it's better for HDR. <laughs> do you remember HDR? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. it's still there. Multiple frames and, and blending them together, you know, in-camera stuff. I've been, um, one of the things that it was busy with this year is still working with Rocky Nook on doing some pocket guides for cameras. And it's one of the, one of the features we talk about in just about every pocket guide, especially if the camera does it internally, is how to do an in-the-camera HDR. And, you know, if it doesn't do it internally, how to set it up to do it with software. People still, it's still a valid it's still a valid uh, thing to do to understand, you know, maybe not make it all crunchy and crazy looking. I think that fad is kind of past, but it it does work for images. And there's a lot of times I'll be shooting something and I'll still bracket it thinking, oh, maybe I'll combine these later into something that's, you know, yeah. like that. Well, I said, I think I said on an episode way, way back when we were talking about cameras and uh, I'd said the thing, the good thing about HDR that helped me trying to learn not try and learn photography because my problem has always been i need to learn how to use the camera i'm okay with photo i'm I'm okay with what i need to photograph my problem has always been between the user and the equipment and and what hdr made me do was look at a scene differently because i had to work out okay what of the darker areas of this image what would i want to, to be seen in the photograph and the lighter stuff do i not want to right. be seen so it, ma- it made me review review what i was shooting thinking okay well if i do bracket this i want all that detail over there to come out but i'm not so fussed about that over there and it meant i could do that blend whereas before because i didn't know it existed and i'm you know and i'm going back here hdr you know really kind of came out when i went to my the photoshop world we met yeah. and i went on the photo walk with brian matias and jacob and uh and i had my little sony and everyone had canon and nikon and, and you know we've spoken about it in previous podcasts and hdr was a big thing and i, I think i've still got my canvas frame somewhere um but it was like everything was over crunched and oversaturated and then after that that's when i bought my d300s because I'd kind of understood what HDR was, and, it, and I did do some with it, but it did make me enjoy thinking about the images yeah. more. I'm too frightened to buy a more expensive camera, <laughs> just purely because it is very much a... Buying a more expensive camera isn't going to make me learn any quicker, right. because my problem is learning the basics. And when you, know, when you think people used to use film... <laughs> And didn't get to look at the back of the camera and chimp their pictures. You know, I I, I still need to learn the basics, and I'm sure someone's written a book <laughs> that's going to help. <laughs> more, probably more than one. I, re- I remember the basics, but it, it's interesting because I think HDR, when you said it, I think thought of the first HDR picture I saw that made me think, how the hell did he do that? How? And it was a it was a, a Christmas picture. It was, a, a, I believe, Trey Ratcliffe did it of a Christmas tree in his house with the gifts underneath it. This is going back many years. And I looked at that thing and I went, he, okay, this is, this was not just like some guy learned how to edit something. This, like, this is different. And um, that's when I got interested in it and and learned how to do it just because I was like, man, I want my Christmas pictures to look like his. And then I realized that (laughs) it takes a little more than that. You actually have to have a, a, a Christmas tree and B lights and, you know, see, set it up nicely and, oh yeah actual you can't just decide to take a christmas tree picture and not have a christmas tree but 
Oh no, HDR isn't any kind of turd polisher. It's <laughs> if, if the if the setup's crap, it's just going to be a HDR of right. crap. It's not going to be any better. Okay, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to stop this part of the episode and we're going to make a part two. So thank you for listening to the first 45 minutes. What we're going to do now is release a second episode, which is going to be part two of our catch up of 2021.